Sets on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Patrick Kyle. He is uh, one third of the Wowie Zonk Collective and makes his own mini comics under the uh, the publishing house. Is it your own little publishing house, Mother's Books? Yeah, sort of. Mother Books. Mother Books, uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking Mother's News. Yeah, I know. I feel, yeah, I feel weird about having the same. <laughs> yeah. Who was who first? I'm not sure. Probably them. I'll give them the credit. That's okay. You're not making the same thing. No. You just can't do newsprint. Nope. For those that don't know, Mother's News is a uh, newspaper out of Providence, Rhode Island that kind of follows in the footsteps of Paper Rodeo, only is uh, actually organized and put together and has typeset to it. <laughs> um, so not really like Paper Rodeo. Uh, so, Patrick comics uh wowie zonk um looking through your work i can feel a little bit of that fort thunder influence 
in there a little bit? Uh, yeah, a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was. I'm really into uh, to Matt Brinkman and Brian Chippendale, uh, and like a lot of silkscreen art as well is really interesting to me. Now you uh, went to OCAD, the Ontario College of Art and Design. Yeah. Um, when did you graduate? Uh, I graduated in 2009. Uh, I studied illustration there. When you started going there, what were you going there under a comics background or? Yeah, I went with the intention of uh, like coming out drawing comics. Uh, like when I went, I told them that in my portfolio evaluation that the reason I was going was that I, so I could draw comics. And uh, but I wasn't really sure whether I, like where I was going with that. And uh, I like I decided that illustration was probably the best avenue for me to go down to pursue comics and. Uh, just through studying that and like looking at art and learning from my profs, uh, really, uh, I just discovered a lot of different things I could do with my uh, drawings. What were your ideas going in, and then how did that change? I'm not sure what I thought really. I figured I would just like, I, I've uh, since like I was in grade four, I I knew I wanted to be a comic book artist. Uh, I just decided and I never really changed my mind so when I went to OCAD it was kind of just like oh yeah I'm just, I'm gonna draw comics um, but uh, yeah uh, yeah like I said um, my my uh, my outlook kind of changed a lot what were you reading in grade four that made you want to make comics uh maybe when I was in grade four it was like my maybe my first introduction into like superhero comics um i read a little bit of like spider-man and x-men and stuff uh in grade four but that wasn't really my first uh my first those weren't my first comics um my parents are from northern ireland uh and there's i don't know if you're familiar with any british comics uh but there's a series uh, this like we weekly newspaper comic that's been around in England for like I don't know like <laughs> I, I don't know like for like seventy years or longer called uh, the Beano. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my grandmother sent me that every week from from Northern Ireland uh, from like nineteen ninety two to like two thousand and two thousand and one. I guess when I decided I was like not. I was too old for it, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, I, I had like I had been reading those comics like for a really long time, uh, and I'm only maybe just now like recognizing what a big influence that stuff had on me. That had the Wogly in it, right? Was it? Maybe that was like maybe that was earlier. I'm not yeah. super familiar with that, but uh, um, yeah, like there was comic strips like the Bash Street Kids. And Calamity James, uh, that were like really crazy and have really crazy drawings and like amazing facial expressions, uh, and it's it's weird because they the uh, the publisher they don't credit any of the artists mm -hmm. in the uh, in the actual comic, um, so like I don't even know who drew the Bash Street Kids, but I know that they're like one of my favorite artists. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That happened.
happens too often with kids stuff um when you when did you start actually making comics and what were the kind of stuff you were making um <laughs> like i i made comics when i was in elementary school and stuff i would just like take like eight and a half by 11 paper and like make little comic strips and stuff and then for a while i was really into like newspaper comics and like calvin and Hobbes and things like that and i would sort of copy that stuff um but uh the first comics i made uh maybe like my first real comic that i actually like self-published was maybe like in uh 2005 okay uh, like maybe in my first year at ocad uh and that was like a very, quite a bit different than what i'm doing now what kind of stuff was it uh at the time i was really in <laughs> yeah my first comics were like mainly like uh i was really into like, scott pilgrim and like and uh <laughs> well like yeah I, and like Corey lewis and stuff like that um that was I, when i was in high school like i had a friend who like really got like i wasn't really looking at a lot of comic book art in high school like unfortunately uh so like i had this friend who who was into that stuff and uh introduced me to it and then we went to like some comic book shows together and like i got i got some stuff from the beguiling at like a comic book show um yeah so like i was i was sort of into like scott pilgrim and and like cory lewis like shark knifey kind of stuff for a while so my first comics were kind of like in that kind of vein uh <laughs> it's so, really really quite a bit different like a lot different from yeah so was there like a realization when you had seen fort thunder type work just kind of yeah like shifted yeah it, like things really changed for me like when i when i started going to ocad and like probably things changed a lot when i met chris kuzma uh he's like one of the other artists in wowie zonk like the three of us is like myself uh and chris and jeanette lapalm um but yeah, Chris and I met when we when we were like in second year at OCAD and I was like nineteen and he was like, I don't know, like twenty-five. And uh we just started like trading comics back and forth, just like whatever we had in our libraries. Uh and he lent me like I don't know, the stuff I had at the time was like a hundred percent like by Paul Pope and like Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that. And he had like weirder stuff like Dave Cooper and like um he uh he lent me uh shrimpy and paul by mark bell mm -hmm. uh and that that book was just like i couldn't believe it when i read that book i was like wow you can actually do comics like this uh it felt like reading that it felt like to me like drawings that i would have done when i was like a lot younger that maybe i would have had like more fun doing um so like that's sort of like uh, maybe I was like trying too hard when I was doing comics uh, before and when I read that sort of stuff it was like the the idea of what a comic could be kind of like changed mm -hmm. well it's very unconstraining especially the Shrimp and Paul stuff because it's just yeah definitely uh, and like yeah after reading that it's sort of just by exploring what I could find at the Beguiling uh, yeah it changed changed a lot of things for me um now you are you you kind of talk about punk rock a lot um at the same time were you already into punk rock or getting into punk rock uh when i was in high school 
um, my friends were, I, I, I wouldn't call myself a punk. I don't know, maybe I was, I don't know. I, my friends were like, I had two friends that were like really into punk and had like mohawks and like painted leather jackets and stuff. And we were in a band together. Uh, but I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't like, I was really too like scared to be one of those people. Uh, but I just thought it was like, I guess it was like fascinating to me. So like I had friends that were like that and we, uh, we hung out with like a lot of older dudes who were like in really into punk in like Oshawa, Ontario. It's like a really like <laughs> scummy town, like where I don't know, there's like a GM factory, and there was like used to be this like crappy punk club there called the Dungeon, uh, where we would go and like my band played there a couple of times, and we would just hang out with these like degenerate punks and these I don't know. Uh, so like that's that stuff was like sort of just always really funny to me and like in the back of my mind um yeah and i I just really like representing like those sort of characters in my comics Mm -hmm. well you can also see uh i can see why say doing like scott pilgrim Corey lewis type stuff how it wouldn't necessarily lend itself to punk rock as much oh yeah definitely not
And we're back. I'm talking to Patrick Kyle from the Wowie Zonk Collective. His comic series is Black Mass, which is up to issue six. Uh, we were just talking about punk rock and comics. Um, what did your teachers at OCAD like? How were they supportive towards you doing comics? Oh, they were really, uh, they were really supportive, actually. Um, the first issue of Black Mass I did as a project in uh, in fourth year at OCAD. And uh, I had this crazy professor who was like just really into it, and uh, I don't even know if he like read it. Really, he kind of just looked at these pages that I was doing and just laughed, and like he I don't know. <laughs> he he uh, he told me that he thought it was a lot like uh, the fabulous furry freak brothers, uh, which I had never read at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, he was like this crazy like kind of like. I've heard stories about him since and he was kind of like this dude that was maybe like a little bit of a burnout in like the seventies. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was really, he was really into my comic. And then, uh, he asked me to like, to come back and give it, give him a copy after I'd graduated. And I, I saw him like maybe a week after I graduated in the elevator at OCAD. Uh, and I said, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta give you my comic. And he's like, uh, can you remind me who you are again? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, well, yeah. So yeah, I never gave him a copy of it. Um, but <laughs> I had a really positive experience at OCAD, especially in my fourth year. Uh, everyone was like, all my professors were really supportive of what we were doing. Uh, yeah. Now, how did the uh, how did Wawi Zonk start out? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, like we we just decided that we would. Chris and I used to just hang out and like drink beer. And my like I lived in this basement apartment, and we just hung out there. Like it was like two minutes from the school, and we would just like hang out there like after class and like drink beer and like pass drawings back and forth. Um, and we just we just talked about maybe like doing a comic book anthology and we just the idea was like floating around for a while and then um we met Jeanette like uh like sometime in second year and we started hanging out with her too and just like doing the same thing just like hanging out and drawing and then uh and we decided we'd just go for it and then uh we applied for uh a, <laughs> a student student union grant at OCAD and uh, somehow they gave it to us, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we made the first issue of Wowie Zonk with that. Uh, and it was just like this little silkscreen, silkscreen cover Xeroxed book of like two hundred copies. Um. Now the second one is a lot more expanded. What changed between that between the two of them? We just um, wanted to like do something that was exponentially bigger and better. And uh, we had like we had saved all the money we made from the first issue, which like wasn't a lot. Um, we we decided we would put it all back into the project. And there was other people at OCAD and just other people we knew who were doing comics that we really liked. Uh, and we uh, we just wanted to yeah make it make it something like significant that people couldn't really uh, couldn't really like ignore. Was now? Did you meet DeForge when he was briefly at OCAD? 
No, I I didn't even know DeForge went to Ocad. I what? thought he did. I don't think he did. Oh he no, to, it was somewhere else that he. He went to UFT, I think. Okay, um, that's it. Sorry. No, I met DeForge, um, maybe at a Zine fair, in like, I don't know, like in two thousand and seven or something, or maybe a, like, uh, maybe like a free free drawings launch party. Have you heard of free drawings? Yeah, I've actually got a stack of them. I, yeah, I got yeah. It was like a, a, a newspaper, like sort of like paper rodeo in Toronto for a while. It was less comics, more just like drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, but I think I meant to forge a launch party for that. Um, it's yeah, a, I mean, it's a great paper. It's got folks like Jason McLean in it. And oh yeah, for guys. sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, the guy that publishes it, Jazz Jeep. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't do another one. It was like really. Uh, yeah, it was really popular, but I think it took a toll on him. Just like, because uh, he was like publishing it personally and then like taking care of distributing it. And it was free. Himself. Yeah, that too. Uh, he was getting a bit of like ad revenue from it, but like maybe not a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it'll come back. Now, this was it the second Wowie Zonk or the third one that you guys actually got funding from the city for? Oh, we never got funding from the city from, for oh, any. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got funding from OCAD for the the first one, and then the second one actually my dad paid for most of it. <laughs> yeah, he, like okay, well my dad gave us a like a loan for it, and then uh, we paid him back. Uh, we paid him back really quickly, actually, which is really great. I'm really happy that I have no debts with my dad over it. Um, but it was a huge print run. Like it was, we did two thousand copies. Um, so like we did 200 of the first one and then we did 2000 the second one um, but that was like the minimum we could do yeah uh, we actually got it printed through the same people that did free drawings oh okay yeah um so you kind of decided on your or where you wanted to go with your comics now tell me about about your stuff I feel like it, it's nice to hear the Mark Bell influence because I can I didn't think about that at first when reading it, but I can kind of see that, that kind yeah. of surrealness. I also feel like uh, something like uh, kind of Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. There. Okay, I've never really read Mad Magazine. No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a collection of Mad Magazine stuff that my sister bought me like years ago, but I've never really looked through it. Oh, man. Um, you got to read that shit. Yeah, I know. It's like sitting on my shelf. I should probably read it. How about uh, Basil Wolverton? Um, yeah, not so much either. I, I am like I'm aware of his work, um, but I'm just like yeah, I don't know. Um, who else am I really into? I like real. I really like Julie Doucet. Um, I'm really into Chester Brown's old stuff, like and the Happy Clown. It's really uh, was like a really big influence to me when I started doing comics. Uh, I'm just like looking at my bookshelf yeah. here. Well, tell me about about that particular book, um, because yeah, it's also kind of in the same way that uh, Shrimpy is kind of surreal, but it's, it's oh, a different kind of surreal. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the storytelling in it really uh, was really uh, yeah, it really influenced me. Um, what really took me about it was like how it started as just sort of like this throwaway comic strip and it turned into something so much bigger with this really intricate story 
Um, and I really loved that about it. And I loved how it was just sort of like clearly made up as he went along. Yeah. And, uh, and still, that's how I do my comics. Like I don't do any, I don't write anything down. I just start drawing. And then, uh, for the for the last issue of Black Mass, I had to like come up with an ending because I felt like there was like such a buildup, and I needed something that was like <laughs> going to conclude the story without. Uh, I felt like I was going to go down this weird direction where I was just going to have this really disappointing ending and like maybe I maybe it is a disappointing ending I don't know but uh, I'm happy with the way it ended but uh, yeah um, yeah that kind of storytelling that's sort of just like all over the place and uh, just coming up with the, the most like ridiculous thing to happen next and then doing it mm-hmm. it was uh, yeah that was really uh what I liked about Ed. I definitely feel like uh, with with your work, you're kind of constructing it page by page. Um, and I feel like each page you're trying to make unique in its own too. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I don't really like, I don't use panels. Um, uh, pa- panels just didn't make sense to me. Um, I was doing comics with panels like before I started Black Mass uh, and before like Wowie Zonk. The first comic I did, comic I did without panels was in Wowie Zonk 1. Uh, and before that I was doing like these like auto-bio comics about like my stupid experience in a high school that no one cared about. Uh, uh, and it was all panels. It was like I was at that point I was reading like I Never Liked You and I really, I really like. I never liked you a lot, uh, and I, I still do. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, my life was just like not interesting enough to <laughs> to make a comic out of. So I, I abandoned that. And uh, when I, yeah, I guess when I started reading Mark Bell, I was kind of more interested in creating some kind of world instead of just focusing on my own little insignificant life. So is this a punk rock world? somewhere you'd like to live but won't <laughs> yeah maybe uh the what the main influences on the the story in black mass are like movies uh particularly there's like three movies that i watch like over and over and over again uh and they are uh return of the Li- return of the living dead class of newcomb high and river's edge <laughs> And uh, I just feel, like, so much for the, the characters in those movies. Like, in uh, Return of the Living Dead, these, like, degenerate punks who are just, like, bored and, like, they're hanging out. Like, I don't even care about the zombies in the movie. I just want to watch this, like... I just want to watch these punks forever and just, like, see what they do. And, like... Uh, yeah, same goes for the other two movies. And, like, I'm, just, I'm really into, like, the overacting and class of newcomb high and river's edge i don't think i've ever seen class of newcomb high oh my god it's a masterpiece what is it tell me about it it's like uh one of the first trauma movies i'm like i'm really not into movies so much like I, i'm not like a movie nerd at all um and i haven't seen a lot of trauma movies like this was maybe the first one i saw and i was just like so into it and like I don't even know if I could watch another one because I think I would be really disappointed with it (laughs) (laughs) 
this this I don't know it's just like this it's a movie about like a bunch of punks in high school who get like infected with radiation and then they like wreak havoc in the school and like eventually they blow up the school in the end uh, and it was like it's kind of like a parody of I don't know if you've seen the movie Class of 1984 no but that's another like B movie uh, that's kind of like in the same vein but it's not it's it's really ridiculous but it, Class of Newcomb High just like takes it to this whole different level yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> movie time at Patrick's yeah there's only I only have three DVDs I only watch those uh, <laughs> Another thing, another thing that was like a huge influence on like the last couple issues of Black Mass uh, was the the TV show The Young Ones. Oh yeah, yeah, the British sitcom. Yeah, that was like another show about punks that really like I really love. I watch that a lot too. So I've got like five DVDs total. <laughs> the collection. Young Ones, class. Of yeah, Newcomb The Young High. Ones, season one and two, and class of Newcomb High and. River's Edge and Return of the Living Dead. That's it. I like that. You don't yeah. need any more. You got nope. what you want. Now, did you guys ever do like art shows and things with Wowie Zonk? Or yeah, um, Wowie Zonk too. We had uh, 
wow, we did the like, when we graduated from OCAD in two thousand and nine. Uh, we graduated and we had like our thesis show, and then the weekend of our thesis show was also uh, TCAF was that weekend too. Okay. And then for some reason we also had an art show at a gallery. So we like had our, our thesis show uh, with like a ton of work in that. And then we had an art show, which was also the book launch for Wowie Zong 2. And then we also did like this big installation at TCAF. Um, and by the end of that, we were like ready to kill ourselves. Like it was so much work. What did uh, you guys have at TCAF that year? I'm trying to remember. We had this like little glass room at the back. Oh, uh, I remember. Yeah, and it was covered in paper, and you couldn't. And really that was see where they had the free drawings, and <coughs> they were actually giving out free drawings. Yeah, yeah. There was like a free drawings booth, I think, and then we had this little room, and we were like, we were representing like a ton of people. Uh, Chris Butcher wanted us to like sort of like represent a bunch of zinesters in Toronto. I don't even know how we became the ambassadors for that. I don't know, we're such a I don't know, moment or like Mickey Mouse operation we were at the time and uh, yeah, we went, wound up like curating this room and then uh, yeah, it was like we were tucked away at the back in this glass room and we, did, we, we had no idea what we were going to do. We were expected to do like some installation and I came up with this like ridiculous like paper like monster idea like the day of and we just went and like taped it all up. I don't yeah. know if I actually went into the room. Yeah, a few people did. I remember it, and I think yeah, I got was... some some kind of free art from there. Yeah. Or I was like, really free, free. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and then yeah. last year you guys were involved in kind of curating the. Yeah, we've done it for three three years now. Like the glass room was the first year. And then uh, in 2000, 2010, yeah, 2010, we had like a whole room uh, on the second floor of the reference library, and we got like a bunch of our friends and like some other some other people whose work we admire. Uh, and then yeah, last year or yeah, in 2011, we did the same thing, but we got like some people from the states, like closed caption comics. And uh, Inez Estrada from Mexico came up. She curates uh, Gang Bang Bong with Jeanette. Uh, I've got a couple of those. They're really neat. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're really, uh, really exciting work. Uh, so yeah, that was really. It was. Uh, we're really thankful for for Chris, uh, Chris and the Big Island giving us the space at the show. It's really uh, awesome to like, kind of have free reign like such a it's a really big room and like we can invite a lot of people that may or may like people that may not even think of exhibiting at TCAF but do like really illustrative work get to have uh, this venue to sell their work at it's yeah really no it's a really neat space to check because last year and the year before I picked up some really odd just like I think this one guy had these like silt screen books he did that just looked like they'd been like just kind of mashed together and then one of them had a cassette tape in it and then oh crazy yeah that was like probably uh jacob horwood or maybe jeff garcia actually you know what jeff didn't come last year it was probably jacob horwood it was the year before yeah. this was okay well it was one of those guys yeah probably. yeah yeah no but it's just like lots of crazy stuff yeah yeah it's great it's a lot of fun um so it's been good like you guys are having like a growing zine community in toronto 
Yeah, I think so. There's like it seems like there's a zine fair like I don't know, like every other week here. <laughs> we do like we do like a lot of shows. And like not all of them are like super successful, but I think uh, we have a total of two in Vancouver for the year. Yeah, I don't know, maybe there's two here. I just go to so many shows right now. Uh like in the last the last part of two thousand eleven I went to uh the New York Art Book Fair and then uh how was that for you guys that's in, did you do that was okay i went by myself to that i went with my friend ryan dodgson uh and uh jez g gill for that one and uh yeah it was okay it's like a four-day show um but it's like really it may not may not be the best venue for like comic book artists or like illustrators to sell work at a lot of the work is like it's very academic mm-hmm. like book book work very like high fine art stuff and uh i don't know i thought maybe i would kind of like try to dabble in that sort of arena but like i don't know whether like i don't know whether i have the patience to be like a real like bookmaker yeah uh i'm really like i really like to have like immediate results and just do things like chop chop like super fast and like uh, I've kind of like got to a point where like I'm, I know how to do stuff within that. Like I've like taught myself to like do good work, but also do it really fast. Uh, so like I don't know whether I can. This is just some things I can't do, and maybe like that sort of stuff is out of my league. Well, it's a hard thing to kind of straddle across because I know, like Jason McLean has succeeded in that, but I mean he's yeah he's amazing. Yeah, he's kind of a unique, a unique yeah. beast. Him and like Mark DeLong and yeah. Mark Bell, mm-hmm. um, but I mean they also have about fifteen years on you too. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have some minis that uh, that Mark and Jason did when they were your age. And oh wow, yeah. amazing! <laughs> They're very different, mm-hmm. or at least Marks are. Yeah. Um, and you did Brooklyn that looked insane that was like the best show we've ever done um like financially (laughs) that was amazing yeah it was really good we sold like a lot of stuff there Uh, and i hate to like judge a show by like how much stuff we sold but it was just a great show like in every way like it was really like i don't know it was like cultural we saw like a lot of went to a lot of shows like before and after the actual event and uh saw a lot of great people and like it's a really well curated show Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just really great to be there some good noise shows that bookend it (laughs) yeah definitely yeah we saw Black Pass uh, on like Sunday night I guess Brian Chippendale's like solo how was that it was great yeah it was amazing is it just him and drums yeah yeah it's like him and drums and like three Line six DL fours. I don't expect you to know what that is, but <laughs> it's like it's crazy delay pedal. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, do you do? Really you said earlier you were in a punk band. Do you do any music yourself still? Yeah, or? right. Uh, right now, I'm actually in two bands. I'm in a band with uh, Zach Wharton and DeForge. What? Uh, yeah, and this girl Crystal works in the Big Island. Uh, yeah, so we have like an all star. What are you guys comic. doing? Uh, it's like a garage punk band. 
Yeah, and Zach and DeForge and Crystal, like they they all play guitar. We have three guitar players. We don't have a bass player, uh, and I play the drums, <laughs> and Zach sings. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we're gonna like we're probably gonna like try to play a show at like TCAF next year and. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty funny. <laughs> Michael hasn't mentioned this to me. I'll have to ask him. About yeah, I had this. no idea he could play guitar. He like, uh, he told me like he wasn't very good, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, whatever, man. Let's just jam and whatever. You got the right attitude. It's cool. It's punk, whatever. And he's actually like really, really good. Obviously, because he's like amazing at everything he does. <laughs> I I can already see his response. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Thanks, man. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. What's your other band? Oh, I'm in a band with uh, my friend Morgan Krieger, uh, and we're called uh, Troll, and we're like a we're a black metal band. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name for a black. Yeah, metal we've band. been we've been playing for like a pretty long time, but we have like we just keep making songs and like throwing them in the garbage and like making new ones I, mean, I don't know like uh, I don't know how I got into b black metal but it's like been like a really big deal for me for the last like I don't know last like three years uh, probably it's probably what inspired me to call my comic book black mass um, and like the atmosphere of it has like been an influence on me a pretty big influence on me do you uh, do you game at all do you ever do any? Oh, gaming? Yeah, yeah. I was at a Magic the Gathering tournament uh, <laughs> the other night, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I got second place. Isn't that hilarious? It, yeah. it, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know. Like, uh, I played I, I play Magic the Gathering since I was, like, uh, I don't know, in grade three or something. So I think I saw it referenced in one of your comics. Yeah, I, I reference it a lot. Um, yeah, I played for a long time, and uh, when I graduated from university, I was like, "Oh, sweet! I have a degree now, so I guess I can do whatever I want." And I decided I would start playing Magic again. <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine who went to OCAD as well just like got me really into it, and I started getting like more and more serious about it. And now I have like small collection of cards and like. It actually turned out like a ton of people that went to OCAD played Magic, but like secretly. No one really talked about it, but it was sort of just always in the, in the back of everyone's mind. But now it's like really wide, like it's really out in the open now. It's um, kind of like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, totally. I hadn't, I hadn't gone, I hadn't like thought about Magic or like gone to any like Magic events in like a couple of months, but uh, I like threw this Magic deck together like the other night and just went to this magic tournament on Friday and I couldn't believe it. I like destroyed everyone. And it was great. Yeah. It's a really great experience. <laughs> do you do anything like Dungeons and Dragons or anything or I bought a Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons like starter kit like maybe like a year ago. And I've like leafed through it really briefly, but I haven't like I haven't tried to play it. I don't know whether I want to go to a gaming store and like play with like real dudes. I just want to like try to get like Chris and Jeanette and like some other people <laughs> try to play it with. Are they reluctant? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm the only one who's really going for it. But like, I don't know. I don't know how much role playing is involved in it. But I I don't know whether I can take myself seriously. 
I never played, but I kind of I I feel it simmering in your work that you want to play. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for. Uh, have you heard of like the new Matt Brinkman board game? Oh, uh, Cave Evil. Yeah, Cave Evil. Um, Jeanette bought it for me for Christmas, uh, and it should be coming in the mail soon. I guess <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be great. That, that looks pretty awesome. I yeah, was thinking of ordering one, but it's so expensive. Yeah, I know, but like, there's so much artwork in it, and also if you like to play games, then. See, I'm not much of a gamer. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll come to TCAF early and I'll come to your house <laughs> and play it. Sure. Yeah, you I'll, should. I'll bring some forties. Yeah. Oh, wicked! Great. <laughs> um, what do you have that you're working on now? Um, um, since your storyline's done in Black Mass, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a collected Black Mass. Um, that I'm probably gonna release like maybe at TCAF or maybe at like the Brooklyn show this year. Uh, I think I'm gonna apply for the Zarek grant for it. They don't it. do it anymore. No, there's one more. Is there? Yeah, there's one more. Um, oh. in, I think the deadline is in February. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, I think there's one more. They uh they canceled like the last like the the fall deadline and then they just like they're gonna do one more like and the deadline's like February or something, um, but yeah I don't know whether they they would be into like financing like something that's been like previously published, um, but I figured I would just give it a, give it a shot since it's yeah. the last time around. Why not? Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of black mass stuff. Uh, like almost 200 pages of work yeah because um, you also you have the six issues and you have um you've been doing stuff for vice yeah uh there's like two eight page or nine page strips that i did for vice for the same characters do the uh, people in vice seem to like it yeah the one one guy uh nick gazin is really into my stuff and he like gives me really glowing reviews on vice like every time i make a new book which is like really nice uh, he he seemed like before I had even like submitted anything to him, uh, I thought he would like really hate it because it's like it's Vice, right? Of course, yep. they hate everything. But uh, I don't know. He loved it, and ever since I've been like, I don't know. All I have to do is just make a book, and it gets like a wonderful review. <laughs> it's, yeah, glowing uh, review. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, how about Wowie Zonk? Uh, we're working on Wowie Zonk four right now actually uh, I'm, I'm looking at one of my pages for it right now um, yeah it's going to be a little different we're getting like different artists uh, for the fourth issue uh, like a lot of different artists like it's not going to be I think only one person from the previous issues is returning but like the core members like Chris and Jeanette and I are submitting like longer stories to it oh, okay and then, uh, like a group of other people are going to be uh, doing like shorter stuff in it, and it's going to be published by Koyama Press again. And how? About. How do you guys get connected with uh, with the wonderful uh, Saint Annie? Uh, she came to uh, the Wowie Zonk Two launch party, the one I had talked about earlier. Um, yeah, she came and like bought like like 10 copies of Wowie Zong 2 and like gave them to a ton of people um she I think she kind of just she came to us actually I think I don't know maybe uh 
yeah, she just saw what we were doing and really, uh, I guess, she liked it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we did a book with her called, uh, our first book with her was like a non-Wabi Zonk project. It was like a book of our uh, our fine art, fine artwork. Uh, like a lot of the stuff we'd done like um, during school. And then like we had that Wabi Zonk 2 launch party and then we had another show actually like a couple of months later at this gallery on Queen Street that's not there anymore um, yeah we had a show called Suicide Pact uh, that was like the three of us and it was just like whatever work we had done like we were I don't know we did a lot of stuff like just like during school and after school so we had like a lot of work to show uh, so like that the, our first book with Annie was called Poe Buddies Nerfect uh, and it was just uh, like a bunch of a bunch of our artwork in this like nice little color book. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to look out for it. I don't think I've yeah, I'll yeah. I'll I'll send you a copy of it. We have lots of those left actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't really like a huge seller, but it's a it's a nice book and it's like a great presentation of our work. Uh, Are you guys going to be doing the same thing? before you did for TCAF or is that just kind of not decided yet or I think uh Chris talked to Chris Butcher about it and I think we are doing our TCAF room again but I think it might be in a different capacity it might be in a different room of the library because the library was going under like a lot of renovation like last year is it still or is it no I think it's done now I haven't been there I guess I go to the library like once a year for TCAF <laughs> that particular library at least yeah uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think the renovations are complete now, and uh, there's more there's new rooms open. Nice. Yeah, so I think we might have a different room, or I'm not sure. It's uh, a lot of the preparation like is like done way in advance for TGAP, but our our room like we kind of just do like a couple of weeks before. Yeah, it's kind of just like the last thing and. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll pro we'll we'll be doing something there, uh, but I'm not sure what yet. Cool. Well, I look forward to it. I will probably buy a stack of stuff again. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Patrick. Oh yeah, no sweat, Robin. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>